Boom. Right, Slam it down. There he goes. One half's out. Two halves out. Boom. Full show's back to us. What's going on, Rodney? How are you doing, sir? Good, man. How are you doing, Wags? What's what's shaking today, man? It could be worse. We could be out running in the um, ice, but of course, there's no fucking ice here. It's hot. A little, little, bit, little bit of drizzle. A little bit of drizzle on our... Uh, on our day here on our Thursday. Welcome, everybody, to our Thursday on this February 8th. It is Chaos Theory on Texas Sports Unfiltered. I am Wags. That is Double R. You can find me on Twitter at Not the Fake Wags. You can find Double R at The Rodney R and then on Instagram at The underscore Rodney R. On Instagram, I am at The Wagner Wire. Make sure if you are mobile, uh, you follow us on that Coda text line 512 222 9328. And make sure you're smashing that subscribe button already if you hadn't done so. Tell five friends like our man Harge already does. And uh, hey, man, hit that subscribe button like we already just said. And then get that. That way you can. I, I, do you have to subscribe to be in the comments? I think you do. Uh, We're going to make it. You know what? It's a text. I don't know. You have to. You have to subscribe to comments. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have to or not. Um, but it's a good idea to do it. I mean, because the thing is, you, you know, you get. You get those guys starting the morning out, and then here's Wags and I. Then it just keeps going and going and going. You got it's only an hour. Then you got the midday show. Then you got Longhorn Misfits. You got uh, you got uh, Zip and Che uh, there in the middle what? of the day, right there. Zip, Zip and Che. I mean, Zip and Zay. That'll work. Hey, man, both of them work. Bring them too. Bring them with us. What well, we got today? We got a, we got some sound from Sarkeesian. We do have signing day. I mean. Uh, BK and Bucky just gave you the rundown of uh, the recruiting classes, but we got sound from Sarkeesian that we'll hear from as well on the progression of the offense, where the offense is going to go, and the defense. Um, we'll hear a little bit about the Baker hire and also who the quarterback's going to be um, mm -hmm. going into the season. I think a lot of people have already got some questions to that. Maybe not questions, but um, hopes, I guess. Hopes. Uh, to me, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction. I think You'd be kind of foolish if you wanted to dismiss Quinn and make this a quarterback controversy already going into 2024 when the Longhorns have a chance to really do something special. Um, but yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, Double R, how are you today, sir, on this fine Thursday? Man, I'm doing good. Get, getting Super Bowl primed up, man. Uh, get, getting all, you, uh, get, getting into all the Super Bowl stuff. What are you, so what are you, are you going to stay home for the Super Bowl? Are you going anywhere? Yeah, we usually do. Um, I was actually going to text you a little bit later on today. We usually do a little gathering here. It's usually a small thing, but uh, just kind of eat, watch a game, watch halftime, do all that stuff. It's uh, it's kind of one of those things where I've told my wife, you know, since we've been married 17 years, it's like, okay, if the Cowboys ever get there, I don't want anybody around because I, I just oh, want this to myself. Yeah. Never have that problem. You know, I haven't really been concerned about that. But, uh, yeah, you know, it. Uh, hey, man, it, your time uh, will come. I swear it, to God. You will, you will have peace in solitude one day, it, I promise. It's kind of one of those Not things. Next year. It ain't going to be next well, year, though. Well, yeah, they still can't get their shit together over here with this yet. It's just kind of one of those things where you hang out and, and you just enjoy the day. You, you know, you can't. I mean, even if you don't have a dog in the fight, it's just one of those exciting things. And and I've always said it too. It's it's kind of it's somber as you get towards the end of it because it's like, okay, this is it. Yeah, I mean, there there's no football for a while. I mean, I guess we got the UFL, but it's like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited about the UFL. Honestly, I, I am too. I am too, and I'm excited about Texas baseball. So there's lots of stuff 
Well, I'm still excited about Texas basketball. Um, I guess we can touch on that and beat that into the ground a little bit more. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's just a cool thing. Hey, speaking of uh, Super Bowl, so you know, you've had all the uh, Taylor Swift and all that. Did you see who's going to be in the uh, Sports Illustrated? I-, I thought they closed that thing down, but did you see who's going to be in the uh, Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit issue? Coming no. Up? Are you are you messing with me? I thought they did close no, no, that no, no. down. True story. True story. Brittany Mahomes. So uh, Mrs. Mahomes. out of here. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Saw it today. Mrs. Mahomes is like, watch this. Pretty good little video. No, wait. So for some reason, I I thought that you had to be an athlete to be in Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, but I guess you don't. So now they just said that she's a 2024 rookie and uh, saw a little bit of video of her doing a photo shoot in Belize in a. You would. You would. This is why I love you. You find everything. Let me see. Just it it popped up. Not that I wanted to see it. I'm just curious. Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. Uh, It's not bad. I mean, she she's an athlete. Wasn't she an athlete? You have it. I thought you had it. Are you going to play it? Oh, I can play it if you want to. I, I, I can what find it. Tease. What a suspense. You're, you're talking about it. I'm just Everybody team, else man. is wondering if you're going to play it or not. Everybody wants to chat. see it. All right, w- chat. One in the chat if you want to if you want to see the video. Two in the chat if you just want to sit here and, and be curious. I mean, I like curiosity. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah, let, let, let me Chad's find it. Coming in. Chad's coming in with it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Well... We'll track this thing down, uh, of course. Now anyway, good morning, guys. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Ruse. How are we? We just walking in the clouds or are we walking on sunshine? Either way, it's going to be a great day. You know what I'm saying? All <laughs> right. Uh, currency Zero. And, of course, Chris Bennett, the best producer of all producers in the land. That's all right. right. Uh, That's Sam right. Vinson. What's up, Sam Vinson? Nice to see you. I got, uh, should, should I put my glasses on him? Struggling to see a little bit of the yeah, I can see me squinting sometimes when I look over. When I look over here, I see me squinting in the damn air. I think it's time to put the glasses on Rodney and endure endure the yeah. pain. Of hey, the it's all right, man. It's okay. I may have to put on my uh my Bono glasses here in a little bit as I'm trying to uh find that's Disney the thing too. I'm 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 getting ready to get new glasses. I just got my new prescription, so I'm deciding on frames. Should I go with the basic um you know black bottle cap or coke bottle glasses? Or should I actually go with like some color or whatnot? I was thinking about actually having the, you know, how the Wagner Wire new color theme is. It's kind of like cayenne blue or uh, yeah, yeah, cotton yeah. candy uh-huh. blue. And then like the electric, it, it's like the Miami Heat um, alternate jerseys, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking about getting some glasses like that, but I don't want to look quirky and I don't want to look like a dork. But I also, I want to be kind of fashionable, but I want the polarized prescription blue lens glasses so I don't get a headache from staring at all these damn screens here at my house. I actually bought uh, I bought some I bought some like fake glasses that that have kind of a tint to them to where I put them on that and they're not it's not a prescription anyway I can wear them with my contacts in there and and I kind of put those on and it's like I'll go to the grocery store and wear those I think Harge does that I think that's where I got the idea from is um so what they're not what they're they're fake with their prescription. No, they're, they're not, not prescription. They're, they're they're not prescribed at all. Why they, the hell uh, would you wear the glasses anyways if they're not prescription? Just look cool, look sophisticated. You know, now that I'm getting older, now that I got gray and all this shit, you know, it's like I put those on just to kind of go, you know, walk around the grocery store and and, and all that stuff, just to just kind of look cool, man. Maybe a midlife crisis that I'm going through here for crying out loud. I, I don't know what's going on here, Wags. <laughs> all right, my guy, you got that video? Let's see that video real quick, and then we'll get into some. Uh, yep. Here we go. Then we'll get some football here. 
Hang tight one second. Here we go. Oh, boy. This is, suspense, Rodney. this is Brittany Mahomes um, as she heads off uh, to get ready to do her thing in Sports Illustrated. Here we go. That's not Brittany Mahomes. That is Brittany Mahomes. Let's see if I can get this thing started here. Oh, my goodness. Now it's taking us to all different things. Here we go. Oh, man. Come on. Rodney, I'm never going to ask you to get a video again. Oh. I, I tell well what this does is it, it takes you to a different link we'll, we'll dive shut into this we'll get her down before we're all said shut, right. <laughs> shut it down all right here we go all right we'll, so Brittany Mahomes we'll is going to be in Sports Illustrated fantastic uh, I could go into a, a, a slew of you know my favorite uh, Sports Illustrated cover girls so I think L probably L is, yeah. is number one Kathy Ireland up, up there um yeah but I mean was Kate Kate Upton was a an SI model as well I believe so she's top three uh but yeah it's they're the they're the the pantheon of it um all right man let's talk a little bit about I mean we can talk about the Super Bowl but we have tomorrow to talk about that uh, yeah. I would like to talk about National Signing Day um, sure yep uh, you're first off and foremost, your thoughts, my guy. We, well, uh, we will know, hear from Sarkeesian on National Signing Day, about National Signing Day as well. So. We we pretty much knew, you know, going in yesterday that it was going to be that it was going to be a quiet day because it looked like everything had already the happened. Was already done, right. We, yeah, and and yeah. Hank and Jordan were talking about that yesterday as well. So Yeah, everything had already happened right there. So with the class that, that, that Sark had already hauled in, and, and of course the future's bright right there, um, you know, so so nothing really surprising. I mean, kind of looking around, I saw A and M, you know, nailed a five star and so forth. But it was one of those things to where it's you know that your program's in a very good situation, and and we can play the sound from Sark. You're in a very good situation when you get to National Signing Day when you have that, and you and you've already you've already gotten your load. Ooh, that's that's well, you you haven't blown your load. You've gotten a load. You've gotten your load, and and that that's really the case right there, and and that that really is you know where where the bigger story coming out of signing day is just the stuff that Sark was talking about. I mean, we can play that sound where he's talking about the future of Texas. If that doesn't fire you up as a Texas fan, I love it. I mean, just look. I mean, you've got you've got a lot of good pieces in place, and and the future is very bright. And it's nice to be in. It's nice to have that leverage for a change where you're sitting in a really good spot right now. And you don't have to count on national signing day to be waiting. Yeah, for you, you don't exactly. You're not kind of curious of what the hell's your, your, um, the recipe for success is already kind of, you know, laid out for you. And the path is, is kind of laid down for you for your success to, to kind of come mm -hmm. to fruition. Right here is Sarkeesian on goals moving forward going into 2020. Like I said before, I didn't come here just to be a head coach again. I, I didn't come here to uh, say that I'm the head coach at the university of Texas. Like I came here to win a championship. And then if I can get one, I want to get two. And I, I, I'm borderline obsessed with it at this point. Um, I know what it tasted like last year. I know how close we were, and I couldn't wait to get back. And, and, and hopefully that's what our team really starts to exude, is this obsession with being the best. Well, to be the best, you got to beat the best, my guy. And um, the best, in my opinion, is not Michigan. I'm sorry, it's going to be Georgia. Georgia racking off the recruiting trail again, number one in recruiting land. Uh, Alabama, despite the exit stage right of Nick Saban, retains their uh, role in or retains the rank in number two for um, recruits landed here going into 2024. Any surprises there? You think you think there's still be some more fallout for Alabama? 
No, you, you know, I think it's one of those things to where when 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 you talk about the elite, uh, I mean, just the program status of those schools. I mean, it's the you know the rich get richer right there, and and the move that that Alabama made. I mean, with with Kalen are DeVore, people really buying into the Bauer? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think so, man. I mean, because you really you really look at what he's done. And and he was, I know, even after, you know, well, especially after the, the loss there with Texas to Washington, where it's like, that guy, no matter what he's done, he's been a winner. And he just seems like a program builder. And the fact that he goes in right there and, and, and uh, he's going to continue, I think he's going to continue the tradition um, that you have there in Alabama. It's going to be a different style. That's what I'm curious to see because you had Nick's style and then you had Kalen DeBoer's style to where DeBoer is, 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 he's not quite that fiery, um, in-your-face, polarizing figure just yet. He's just a winner. And they say that that the, the team, the program takes – the um, identity of the coach. So th that's where I'm curious to see the transition with DeBoer going there to Alabama because it's definitely going to be different for them. Yeah, there's the ferocious in your face, I'm not going to do it, so stop asking. Um, that's gone, you know what I mean? Or or uh, the, you know, the, the real short-leashed or real short-tempered. I wouldn't say short-tempered, but I would say um, – Never, he never held back. Saban never held back. Yeah. You always knew what the hell Saban was thinking. He, he never left you curious, right? You got everything you wanted out of Saban, even if you didn't even ask the question, right? He might have given you a little bit more. Um, I'm feeling a calm subtlety to the Bauer, all right? Um, it's a very quiet transition, isn't it? I mean, you don't, yeah, you don't have so, all the whatever going on, yeah, yeah. Retention yeah. was still there for Alabama, which you know does. I, like I'm, I'm, I am curious. I'm, I'm literally intrigued on how well this is. This guy has been received with the fallout of the greatest coach of all time. I won't say fallout, just exit stage, right? Or, or knee jerk shock. Some can call it shock, but if you've been reading the writing on the wall, the wall for the past two years, especially with the whole evolution of NIL, Saban's kind of been hinting at, hey, man, you know, I'm. Losing a little, I wouldn't say losing the grasp or losing, you know, the hold on this thing, but we kind of got to reel it back a little bit before it blows up and gets crazy. And before that happens, I'm out of here. So, mm -hmm. um, that the writing has kind of been there, but yeah, to see him go exit stage right and then have the Bauer come in here and do fan well, I guess we'll see how if he does fantastic, but he's had one hell of a welcoming reception. So, um, and with you know the ability to you know, rate, maintain or retain the second recruiting class in all the land. I think things are looking bright for Alabama. Um, they might have some quarterback questions, quarterback concerns. Um, apparently, the Longhorns do not, Rodney. Uh, Coach Sark addressed yesterday who their quarterback's going to be, and here was his answer. No, Quinn, Quinn's our starter. That's, that's all that. you have to say. Simple as that. All you, have to say. all you gotta say, man. 
Quinn is the starter, but here was some sound and some thoughts on Arch Manning moving forward as well. I think for Arch, is continuing on the path that he's been on. Uh, I, I referenced it last year, kind of middle of the season, about the growth that he really started to take there in the second half of the season, all the way up until the you know, the, the the Sugar Bowl there. So. Um, Again, my my idea, especially at the quarterback position, I just don't want to hurry up and get a guy on the field. I want to make sure when he gets on the field that he plays great football. And that's a little easier to do as you start to move and you get into year four of your program as opposed to year one and you're just trying to get the best guy out there to give yourself a chance. Uh, but I think Arch has got an extremely bright future. Uh, we're very fortunate to to, uh, to have him on our roster. He's got great leadership skills, got a great skill set. So um, those two guys are going to be big for us next fall. Yeah, that, there's really no question why you you're would. You're speaking I mean, to the choir, Stark. Yeah. You're speaking to the choir, sir. Yeah, there's, there's no reason to where you would even go into camp and make this like an open competition type of thing to where, I mean, it's Quinn's job to lose. And he, here's the other part of it, Wags, for the folks. I mean, we all know, watching Texas football as long as we have around here, we all know that odds are, I mean, you, you, you hate to say it, but odds are something's going to happen to the starter at some point. We've watched it year after year even if it's right. one game or even hell even yeah. if it's the half or something like that yeah yeah so so it, this it's is very hard to go clean man it's very yeah. hard to, to stay durable and and the thing is what what we're going to see this year i mean i, I truly believe that at some point you're going to have arch manning come into a ball game for whatever reason most likely an injury or whatever the case is going to be or, hell or, a blowout rodney a blowout well um, yeah. Uh, I think if you get Quinn going down, then we get to see Arch Manning where he comes in in a pressure cooker situation. Not so much, you know, in cleanup time where he comes in and, and he has to do what we saw last year. I don't what, think I want some... to see him in, in cleanup or uh, in a pressure cooker situation. Well, um, I, I think I, I think I like the scenario happen. of Arch coming in in, in cleanup yeah. mode or, or getting some reps that way. Um, I, I mean, ideally, that ideally that's what happens. But I just think at some point here, especially because here's the thing. Now you're going into a different league. Um, I think the intensity is going to ramp up a little bit. And, and, and for sure, you don't want anything to happen to your starter. But if it does and you get that pressure cooker situation, get the young dude in there, then, then you really get a better feel of how ready he is. And look, man, I think this dude is pedigreed to be ready. This dude being Manning, he's ready to go. You, you're going to have to use him. You're going to have to use them. So, folks, don't worry. But we don't need a quarterback controversy. There's no reason to disrupt the what you have going on right now with saying, open competition, best dude's going to be the starter. There's no need for that shit. The flow. We'll call it the flow. Yeah, so the for me, this has been the, the path, right? The path for Arch the entire time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let, and we'll get that picture. I think there's a picture of uh, Malik, Arch, um, uh, Charlie White or and um, hell Quinn Ewers and they're all flexing in the weight room and Art dude Malik was clearly oh. rack, like just jacked up but I mean yeah. Arch has got some Arch has got some pop to him too man so yeah. yes yeah. to your point uh, Zedek Quinn Ewers Quinn Ewers can put some mass on that's for sure um get those lats going guy get those lats going make sure you can throw that sling well actually. He doesn't need any help slinging around. Maybe he can throw it for like, like 80 yards if he gets his lats going. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no quarterback controversy is the end for me. Um, 
If and you can that's one that's path, right? And you're hearing you're you're not hearing anything from Arch or anything from Arch's camp sitting there saying that all right, well, you know, uh, we kind of want an instant gratification here if we're not going to be you know QB one and moving forward and taking this you know institution of higher learning wherever we're at to the national championship, we're out of here. Um, you're not hearing nothing like that. I think that's also because the Mannings knew going in that Sarkeesian was the key for development for professional play, right? Yeah. Also, why would you sure you want to see your 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 son or your uh you know nephew, whatever the hell nephew he is. You or if what whatever Manning you are, um, or your grandson go out there and, and take Texas to the national championship. But don't be so hell-bent on election for it to happen right now, right? Even with this, you know, this season going by, if Arch elects to stay all four years, he'll have two years to take the Longhorns to the championship. Mm -hmm. Did I do the math right? Yeah, because you know, he'll redshirt. He'll, he redshirted. So he'll have three years to take the Longhorns to the national championship if he really wanted to. So and I, I, think, I think it was always a plan for him to sit two years. I, I mean, I, th I think I that was too. always the plan. And, and here's the part of it, it Wags. It, the it's the fandom, Rodney, that is asking oh. for the the birth of the greatest. Oh, I'm not. I can't call him that just yet. I think it's going to happen, but I don't want to go out on a limb just yet. But well, um, if I it stays all three years, there could be a chance that to, to be determined. But but I mean, and, and then you had to know that part of the, with with Ken uh, Ken with Quinn yours coming back. I mean, that had to be part of the thing. Vy, I love you. Vy, I love you. But there's a chance, baby. I, I mean, you, you don't, you, you never know. But the beauty of this, with this situation, to where there's not, there's not uh, any controversy or anything going in, is exactly what what David is talking about right there. This is the off season where Quinn can dig further in. Number one, into that Sarkeesian system, get into the fundamentals, get into the head of that quarterback guru, get in there and learn how to run a pro style offense. Number two, that's where you can work, get yourself. I mean, add add some lean muscle to that to that body right there and get yourself physically ready for when it's your time for when it's your time and and like i said friends don't worry he's gonna get a chance this year i mean it's it's not something in the plans i know it's not all drawn out right there but i guarantee you sarkeesian wants him as ready as possible because he's gonna get thrust into a game at some fucking point and at what point do we ask the question that has not hasn't quinn earned the right to be qb number one like why are we so you know, quick That's, to give him the axe or quick to give him the hook and, and uh, you know, towed out Arch Manning when I would always, I've always thought it was smarter to keep the older quarterback on the field as much as you can or as long as you can and, and let the, the younger quarterback get the tutelage, right? And get yeah. the knowledge from him. Um, that way, and you also preserve the body and you preserve the years and uh, um, length of success that your program can sustain, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I just thought it was a, a no brainer, man. Isn't it a great problem to have that you yeah, don't one you don't need Arch Manning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't need Arch Manning right now. I mean, you've you've got a proven leader. You've got a guy. I mean, just and 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 I gotta say, man, it would be a damn shame if if this thing was opened up as an open quarterback competition, just simply because not not just on the field, but the personal gains that we saw last year from Quinn Ewers. This is a totally different guy. Forget the haircut and all that other stuff. The mindset, everything else was completely different. This guy became a team player. This guy became a guy that. His, his his teammates are going to walk on water for him. Whatever he asks them to do, they're going to do it. They're going to play for him. It, it You can't 
just shove this guy aside. He hasn't done anything to lose the job. I mean, I mean, remember that's when Quinn, and that's where I'm at too. Like he's still yeah. he's still QB number one. He hasn't lost it to me. So and and plus the other part, remember when Quinn transferred here? I mean, he was the shit. You know, it's like, oh my God, Quinn yours, he's gonna be. I mean, you don't take that away from the dude. He hasn't done anything wrong. I mean, and, and everybody but, likes the new toy though, Rodney. Everybody uh, likes the new toy. Yep, yep. That that and exactly right. If Quinn would have gone and 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 quite frankly, if Quinn would have gone pro, I would be more concerned right now because I don't Arch Manning has a lot of just gifted tools that are God given, whatever you want to say. But he's not, I don't think he's ready for that yet. Just let him sit there, let him get some reps, let him get some real in-game experience. When when the fire's really hot, then he's gonna be ready. And Quinn can go do whatever the hell he's gonna do, you know, after post Texas. Here is uh, Sarkeesian on Nansen and Baker hires. We're trying to find the best coaches uh, that fit us culturally, but also um, that can develop players that have proven to develop players and that can recruit at a high level. So to bring in Johnny Nansen from Arizona, uh, who was their defensive coordinator at Arizona and in a heck of a turnaround that they had last season. Um, a guy that has worked with me in the past at Washington and USC is, is a huge addition for us. Uh, and then to go identify Kenny Baker uh, from the Miami Dolphins to come and coach the defensive line. Uh, a guy that every person I call to, to ask about can't rave enough about um, the quality of coach that he is, the way he can relate to the players and, and be, be demanding but yet still relate to them so that they can continue to grow. And whether you want to call Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer, all of, all of guys that I respect in the profession, uh, couldn't be more excited to have Kenny on board uh, for for what he's for what he I think is going to bring to us not only on the field but also from a recruiting ranks. That's huge. Yeah. Um. So I I was surprised with the Baker hire. I didn't even think that it was in sight. Like I thought that for sure. And and you heard uh, Sarkeesian, right? Like he's worked with Nansen before. So I thought that maybe Sarkeesian would bring in some from some familiar blood, right? That being said, he's worked with Roach from Alabama. I thought Roach would be able to get poached and and come over. But no, I love the I love the Baker hire. I just did not think it would be possible. And to get that pro talent or to get the the knowledge of a professional you know defensive line coach and have that um, have that be taught to your defensive line. Uh, look, man, at, like Alfred Collins, the size is there, man. It's it's yeah. it, the potential is there to be taught if you can get if. I'm I'm curious to see what Baker can do with Alfred Collins. Like when, when the news broke that Collins was going to be able to stay, for I mean that might not be you know eyebrow raising for most fans of the Longhorns or people that watch the Longhorns, but here's one thing that you retain: you retain size. All right, yeah. you can't teach size, and what size does for that defense, not only just, but in particular the linebackers. Right, as a linebacker, size is you want a large defensive line in front of you so that you can get off of your blocks or hell, hopefully you don't even get blocked, right? You can scrape freely and make the tackle, you know, uh, unimpeded. Um, so uh, to me, I think it's, it's tremendous to have a talent like Baker working with Alfred Collins. The sky is the limit for me. I have tremendous hope and tremendous um, uh, just outlook and thinking that there will be fantastic play from Alfred Collins. 
Yeah, and, and I think that really goes back to, you know, we can talk about signing day. We can talk about, you know, draft cl- or draft classes, um, you know, sign, sign classes and so forth. But, you know, like we've talked about during the year, I think one of the things, if you're a Texas fan that you really look at, you, you know, when you look at those other programs, when you look at the Georgias and the Alabamas and, and Oregons and some of these, you know, that that are are usually right there with draft classes and, and, and the elite college football, I still think that is so dynamic in the fact that Sark has been able to keep the majority of the meat of his coaching staff together because that cohesiveness right there when when you have to you can you feel it, it's so close right why would anybody want to leave this you you can feel yeah. it coming it's, it's what if yeah. it's not and, if it's not this year it's next year you yeah. know what i mean and what we've seen in the past is that there's just been so much inconsistency to make a reference to Texas basketball with the coaching staff where you're constantly chasing or changing OCs or DCs or linebacker coaches, whatever the case is. And, and I mean, you really are, you're starting over. And when you get a lot of these, when you get a lot of these coaches that come in, I mean, maybe that's not the particular player that they want, but when you have that cohesiveness in your coaching staff, what that does you does for you is it allows you to learn your players. It it allows you to bring out the best in your players, and that's that's what I see so often with with high school football. I mean, if you look around, even in our area, you've got the same coaches that hang around in these elite programs. They're the ones that are always elite, and it really is finding the strength, finding what's best out of your players. And I think that that's where Texas is in such a really good spot right now. Wags is that finally, you don't have fucking coordinators leaving every year. It's no, it's, I'm, it's, I'm- you get to keep that continuity you get to keep that flow that's for sure um Mm -hmm. and so there's a really good conversation going on in chat right now um if you know if arch manning was even ready last year to be the starter um look uh i i kind of agree with dave here um i think he was ready to play i think it doesn't matter if he had a i don't i don't think it matters if he had like a watered down low talent opposition when he was at high school like everybody knows that newman's fantastic i mean how are you going to use that same uh argument for obj obj went to newman i mean i know it's a different uh wide or i know if it's a, it's a different position being wide receiver and quarterback but still um arch manning is talented you can see the mechanics you see all the skills that he has the, you know the the high level of skill tree that he has right you saw that flourish in what five minutes of game tape, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, in, in spell of, of Quinn Ewers. So, uh, or, or yeah, it was Quinn Ewers. I don't yeah. know if Malik Murphy was yeah. back or not, or, yeah. I, or I don't know if Quinn was back or not. I don't know if it was Malik. Um, anyways, you got to see him go in there. So to that point, I don't think it matters what the opposition or how low the opposition of talent is. If you have the talent and you're surrounded with the skills around you that has tremendous talent to make you ascend, even further, um, I, I don't think it matters what the opposition was in high school. Um, yeah. To that point, I also think that Quinn wasn't, or excuse me, Arch wasn't ready to lead the Longhorns all season long. I think him coming back, coming in spell of Quinn was tremendous building aspects and growth, but no, I don't think he was ready. Um, but I don't, but I also don't think that the opposition in high school makes any much no. No, not at all. Not at all. Because we've seen that. Pointing so out that Eli and Peyton were also four-year starters. Yeah. So yeah. to that point, there's no rush for the Mannings to get to the NFL. Do you know why? They live a comfortable lifestyle. He's right? going to be fine. They're, they're comfortable. They are in. If Arch Manning does not get into the NFL, Arch Manning is going to have a comfortable 
I'm presuming that Arch Manning would have a, a comfortable life. Um, and and, I mean, and surrounded by NFL talent. So, yeah, yeah. And, and here's why I want the program to develop. Here's why I want Texas. I mean, obviously, I want them to address secondary issues and all that because we want them to win. But I mean, sure. the, the, the other part of it is, I mean, think about this. We've heard we've heard Rod Babers, our man Rod Babers, talk about this so many times. When in those days, then I mean, look at those the 2005 days. And again, I, I, you go back to that when when Arch Manning or Quinn Ewers or whoever the hell it is, these running backs, whoever it is, when they're practicing against your own defense, you're you're practicing against some of the most elite players that you're going to find. Correct. And that's why as this as this program now the ones usually go against the twos, right? But in seven yeah. on seven. Well, actually, but, not but, even in seven on in seven on seven, the ones are going up against the twos as well. So yeah, but but it's even when you get in a situation like that to where you you look at you look at Alabama, you look at Georgia, all the ones that we're talking about. I mean, those twos are 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 plenty capable of being a one at a lot of schools. So that that's really where where this thing really comes full circle is to where you have that cohesiveness in the program to where you're constantly supplementing and building all these players in there, man. It, it's only going to make you better. I mean, because a lot of times, I mean, I've heard I've heard some of those players talk about in those Texas elite years to where it's like practice was a bitch. We got to the game and it was like, OK, you know, practicing against your own dudes. And, and that's why as this continues to mold itself, the program is getting better. A lot of folks say, well, the team's going to be really good. I look at it more as the program because, right. yeah, next year should be great. Next year should be really good. But. Two, three years, what's going to happen then? And that's where Arch Manning boop, falls right it's, in. It's not, I mean, I mean, think of, listen to the conversation that we're having right now. Um, who would have ever thought that we would have po positivity talking about culture <sighs> going into the next two years? I mean, this is this is something that we that I haven't experienced in 10 years. Has oh. anyone else? How how great is it? Talking about talking about how this. how good the future talking about not even no quarterback or no coaching change in sight. You know what I mean? Not even, not even a whisper, not even a hint of it. Do you know how refreshing this is? Yeah. Yeah. The culture and has changed, ladies and gentlemen. The culture has changed. It has. It's a winning culture now. What and, the hell and, you know, I, the, I just, I just, oh, what, here we go. Um, Wanted to pull this up, right? So Longhorn Bear uh, agrees with the sentiment that, you know, Manning wasn't ready to take over the entire year and lead the entire year. But man, the Manning name would intimidate defense, some defensive players, maybe to an extent. But here's the, so here's the other some, right? Like there's some players that would be intimidated, but my character, right? I see that name and I'm like, oh yeah, motherfucker, oh yeah, you know I'm coming at like I want to make you for every day that you had it great, I want to bring every second of pain to your life. I don't know why I'm a nice guy, but that's just when I'm when when I'm on the football field, I just I get different. All right, I don't yeah. know why. Um, I, and I think most people, I would think that most people are like me, but I don't know. I mean, that's the only type of mindset that I have is is you know murderous intent when you're on the the gridiron. So um, maybe I take things a little bit too far. But uh, again, you're talking to a guy that almost threw temper tantrums if they didn't win and if my team didn't win and in you know gym class or if you didn't put oh my god if i saw you didn't put out in gym class i i would i'd let you have it you know what i mean but again i, I might i'm wound a little differently than a lot of people so someone even even the doctor that i just went to said 
you know, most people aren't like me. So I don't know what he was trying to say if I was nuts or something like that. But, you know, I, I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know if it was a backhanded compliment or what. And, anyway. and I think that that's why it's even a bigger thing now is that with the first year going into the SEC, like we talked about, momentum is going to ramp itself up right here. So if you get him quality time in there in pressure situations, it's, I, I want to give – I would have hated for Quinn Ewers to leave and then, boom, you're thrusting Arch Manning into the first year of the SEC. It's going to be different. I mean, it's going to be different because because the SEC has that mentality. We don't give a fuck what your last name is. Watch this. We are the best football conference in the country. Um, and that speaks for itself. All you have to say is SEC. Yeah, it's a little down. It's a little down. But still, I mean, I, I don't want him going in first-year starter first year into the sec because it's going to be extremely different from what you've been dealing with in the big 12 yeah um and also you keep you keep continuity in place if you roll with quinn yours and you have Absolutely. a backup plan uh you have the same backup plan uh to roll out in in the event that something does happen to quinn yours again um yeah. and i say yeah. again because yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure does. he's prone to injury, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. something usually you usually get to knock or, or something like that. Hey, um, you know, the SEC might be the best conference in all the football land, but you know, there's no might when you talk about audiovisual consultations. They are indeed the best audiovisual automation company in all of the land. Uh, they've been setting a standard in the industry in since what 1988. That's 35 years. So mm -hmm. if you don't know what you want. Go to the gallery of projects that they have on their website right now, and maybe you'll get your idea. If it's not the two flat screen TVs that I have or the arcade cabinets or the Dream Theater system or the four televisions that BK has, maybe uh, maybe you put your dude's den to a, a new measure or your princess palace. Who knows, man? The sky's the limit. No job's too big. No job's too small. Golf simulators? Talk to him about that. Baseball simulators? Talk to him about that. I'm... They can do anything. They got basically they got contractors that know how to do audiovisual automation stuff. Anyway, that's why they're the best. 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678. That's adconsultations.com. Absolutely. Speaking of princes, how about a word from our great friends at Covert BK? Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife Hayden. Welcome to Covert BK. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Great folks right there. Covert B Cave also wags. Got to remind you that Super Bowl is coming up. Heard the guys talking a little earlier about prop bets and so forth with Taylor Swift and all that. Or if you just want to lay some money down on the game itself, the over under, whatever it is, BetUS is the best online sports book and casino out there. You want to dive on there, game lines, props, over unders, you name it, they've got it. And it's not just NFL, it's NHL, it's NBA, Major League Baseball's coming up, NASCAR. It's all right there for you at BetUS. Check them out. If you're on the YouTube link, as most of you are, you can uh, click that link right below the video description. It's going to take you right there where you need to go. If you're on the app, click down below to where you hit this thing to go live. Explore our socials, and the BetUS link is right there. Set yourself up an account. $50 deposit, and you're ready to go for Super Sunday and beyond. Once again, the best place to bet on sports is BetUS. BetUS. Bet your ass, it's BetUS. Bet All your right. ass. So, Longhorn schedule came out a couple of days ago. 
What are your realistic expectations? Can everybody see that well? Uh, a little small. Just a little small. Uh, that's what she said. Um. Anyways, oh. uh, you walked right into that one, Double R. All right. We after the orange white game, we get the season kicked off with the Rams, Colorado State. Um, how are we feeling about that? Dub, win. Do you got the whiskey? Everybody, chat. If you got the whiskey, drink whiskey. If you think you got a dub coming up here, win. September seventh. Let's talk about that one. God, do we have to? Um. <laughs> all right. Drink, uh, drink vodka if you think you're going to lose this one. Um, anyways, you're going to be drunk by the time you get to the end of the schedule. Hey, if you uh, think it's a good right. game, I'm, just I'm take going, it. I'm going, look here. I'm, I know that Michigan's going to have to have some um, some rollover, some turnover with that, that roster. Uh, going to lose their quarterback. Going to lose a few other studs. But here's the thing. Going to lose their backfield. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to reload rather quickly and rather well and this will be i don't want to call it the alabama game of last year even though it is you know kind of lining up that way being week number two or whatnot if michigan wins this game or excuse me if the longhorns win this game there is a chance there is absolutely a chance that they can go undefeated because I feel good about going up against Georgia more than I feel. I feel better going up against Georgia than I feel going up against Michigan for some odd reason, even though I think, even though I think Georgia's got the better program. I mean, clearly they just the number one recruiting team in all the land again. So I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like we have, we have a better chance of beating. It's also, you know, later in the year. So we'll know, um, we'll see all of our new acquisitions and new pieces uh, actually start to galvanize and gel together and congeal. The beginning of the season scares me just a little bit because I, I it usually takes the Longhorns a couple of weeks to figure it out and get on all cylinders and fire on all cylinders. So uh, the Michigan game is a little bit luring to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna put an L right now. Um, penciled a penciled in L right now. I. I got to see the orange and white game, right? You, you know what I, I envision. I envision my first thoughts on the schedule. We take the L for Michigan. I envision this game to the year. Remember Texas? Texas looked like they were about ready to win a national championship. They go to the horseshoe and they beat Ohio State. That's what this game is going to be right here. Texas goes into Michigan if they go to Ann Arbor and they win, That's- dude. Dude, th- this this That's, feels. Do you know like, how tough this is? Do you know how tough that is to do? That that feels like. Well, how hard was that to go to the horseshoe and beat Ohio State? Same scenario. I mean, you had all this. Boy, I, I think Texas is on the go. Chad, right wait, here. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let. What I, I'm, I feel I, like I, right I'm, I'm very curious. I'm very curious. Chat, please participate in this. Rodney, if you can monitor the code of text line real quick yeah. for this, I will yeah. monitor the YouTube channel. What is what are your real realistic expectations for week number two against Michigan Wolverine against the Michigan Wolverines at Ann Arbor in Ann Arbor in the big house? Are we really thinking that we're going in there with take your fandom and your burnt orange heart out of this thing, please? Because I need I need sanity here. I need sanity. Okay. Are we doing this? Are we actually going into Ann Arbor and winning? 
This should be a W. Should be a W. Guys, you're yeah. gonna walk me off the ledge here, guys. Come on, man. Go to text line five one two nine six. Doesn't take money line. You guys ten you, point Texas win. Thirty one seventeen stew. Are you thirty one seventeen? The cojones on stew here. Yeah. Yeah, ten point Texas win on the Coda Tex line. So, uh, I mean, it it and who said that? Who said that? Uh, it's a it's a nine six four number. I'll, oh, okay. I'll see if I can. But um, look, man, it's it's everything that we're talking about. Everything that we're talking. I'm going about. lost, guys. I'm sorry. I'm I'm penciling in an L right now. Yeah, yeah. And this goes to the the <laughs> explanation for that. the ten point win. Re returning production. Returning production. I mean, look at this. I mean, because like when you look at the offensive side, like with I, I heard some folks saying, well, Jonathan Brooks, well, uh, running back room. We've been talking about that wide receiver. And this is the beauty of the portal and the transfer and all of that shit. Yeah, you, you lost some folks, but man, you're bringing in some folks. You're going to get them with Quinn and, and with Arch. No, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's UTSA Roadrunners. Uh, I think that's a dub. Um, Warhawks. You know, sign me up with another dub there. Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State, I think we can take the dub there. Oklahoma, sorry, Sooners, your ass is out. Um, what time is it? Uh, right now it is 10-6, or excuse me, 10-48, and OU still sucks. That's how bad my eyes are. I thought that four was a one. And yeah. and I know damn well we've been on the air for longer than 16 minutes. You know what I'm saying, double R? Um, <laughs> the, then we got the Georgia Bulldogs. So here's the tough part, right? Yeah, it, there you go. Georgia. You get Georgia right after Oklahoma, okay? Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, the, the good thing is that they're, you know, they're coming here. You know, you don't have to worry about going over to Athens or whatnot. You know, you get to take the you get to take the Georgia Bulldogs, who could be number one at the time. Yeah. Um, but if all goes well, if you know, we take care of business, you know, week number two, you'd like to think that we would get propelled up a little bit higher, you know, from, from six, you know, taking down the one or whatever Michigan's going to be in week number two. But anyways, or excuse me, uh, um, Georgia starts off uh, preseason number one. Uh, but you take down the number one going into Georgia, if Georgia just st still happens to remain number one, you take down the number one at home after Oklahoma Sooners. I don't think there's any question after that on how successful and how solid the Longhorns are. It should be a decent path going into uh, I guess the latter part of the season, of course, Florida, the Florida Gators are on the schedule. We got to talk about that. Are they going to be the Florida of old, you know, old tradition? Or are they going to be the Florida of last year? So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's all. Whenever you see the Gators on your schedule, that that gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, air of caution or room for caution. Um, Texas A&M, we finish off the season before we get into the SEC championship there. I think that we'll beat the Gators. I think we'll beat the Razorbacks. I think we'll take care of Kentucky. Um I think we do take down little brother. After all that said, Rodney, I think we drop one game next one year. One loss. One loss. Georgia. One loss. Georgia. I see I got I got us losing to Michigan over yeah. Georgia instead yeah. of Georgia for some reason. And I'm not I'm more worried about Georgia than Michigan. I'm more worried about Michigan than Georgia for some reason. Yeah, and I and I I don't get it. I don't know why either. I'm I'm asking myself the same damn shit. I don't know why I'm more worried about Michigan. And it's is it because they won the national championship? I I don't think so. I mean, mm -hmm. hell, uh, I, I and and they're they're losing their damn backfield too. But for for the life of me, I just feel like we're gonna lose that game because it's in the earlier part of the season. 
it's not so much the personnel or the talent. I just it's the it's the part of the year that it's happening. Yeah, I, I, and I'm more the opposite. I think Texas wins that game because it is early, like Alabama last year. The Georgia one concerns me because I mean, not only I see the Red River, but Mississippi State is not going to lay down. They're coming to Austin. That's going right. to be a hell of a right. that's a, that's a three game stretch right there between Mississippi State, the the Red River shootout, and, and then Georgia. And I just think that that. You have already won the Michigan game. The expectations are going to ramp themselves up that much. You're going to go on a gauntlet right there. There's going to be so much after Oklahoma, especially after losing that game in the fashion that you lost it last year to where the Georgia game, you're going to come in there. They're probably going to be number one, like you mentioned. They're going to come in. It's going to be tight, but that, that, that Georgia one, man, it just, and we're going to get into that same scenario we were in last year where it's a one-loss Texas team, but... It ain't a four-game playoff anymore. So that's that's the beauty of this happening now. Let's say you drop two games. Let's say you lose to Michigan and Georgia or Michigan and whoever. The playoff system's different now. That's we're looking at the schedule. It's going to be so fucking badass next year because it's, it's man, I, I can't wait for this shit. I can't wait for this to get going. Here's a, you, you spoke about it. You kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. Here is Sarkeesian on the offensive trend offensive transfers that we have coming in for 2024 uh, obviously isaiah bond is here from, from alabama um an electric receiver for us a uh, guy that we recruited hard out of high school buford high school in georgia uh, went to alabama really had a tremendous year for them this year great deep ball player deep threat elite speed uh, we think there's more to his game than just that and so we're looking forward to working with him uh, amar nyblack is a, a tremendous uh, pass receiving tight end um, that you know with with the loss of jt sanders how do we fill that void um, had a tremendous touchdown against us where i think kind of opened a lot of our eyes to what he was capable of um, and then silas bolden is the other one who is still at oregon state he's going to end up being a grad transfer he's going to graduate this semester at oregon state and then he'll join us in june another elite speed receiver for us veteran player had a great year last year at oregon state Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Michael C. Carmel, come on, Wags. No Harbaugh and no J.J. McCarthy. I, I, it's, not, it's not Harbaugh. Like, Sharon Sh- was, was fantastic. In, he was the fucking in coach anyway. He was basically the coach for the Michigan all damn year. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Now, of course, Harbaugh probably relaying information and, and giving, you know, game plans or whatnot. But Sharon's you know, the O.C. or was the O.C., yeah, maybe they bring maybe they bring back Connor Stallions. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, but they've, Mike, they've Mike, got I, I don't, It's it's they've not it's not roster. Field. It's not personnel. It's the it's the fact that we got them early. That's all. Um, nope. a, a really good team early, and I don't think I don't think Michigan has games where they aren't ready. You know what I mean? Or, or I, I actually, I need to walk that back. They, they have looked lethargic in games. So, um, it recently too, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's, or in the middle, in the beginning of the year, I feel like Michigan just has their shit together a little bit better than, than Texas does. But yeah. like, that's hey, uh, also me being, you know, pessimistic, burn orange dude. And well, hopefully, you history. know, past history you, past. you've got that that ut ptsd <laughs> that that we talk Maybe. about and, i mean I, but i get like this about all my team you know every team that i follow you know what i mean that i have you know interest or, or love or skin in the game so to speak and in, in, in investment an emotional investment into them 
Um, I usually feel, oh, you know, I feel like the opposition's better. You know, what do we got to do to, you know, build up and, and, and be able to, to take down the opposition? And I don't know. That's just, that's just how I am. For some I'm not pessimistic about it. I just, you know, I, I want to feel like they're more so we build ourselves up to be better. I don't, yeah. I don't know. That, that same thread there. And, and you guys on the Coda Text line, feel free to drop your name if we don't have it so we can, because I know at the other place we would like pop the names in that yeah, way. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, or, or we'll make um, up names for you. We'll call yeah, you ship yeah. brains if you have a stupid comment or something. This one wags kind of kind of wondering, you know, the atmosphere. That, yeah, it's going to be a tough atmosphere in Ann Arbor. Uh, kind of about your about your apprehension right there. Michigan ranking 128th in returning production, uh, losing their head coach, obviously. Texas ranks 25th. So, Again, I think that's where a lot of the questions for Texas are, are going to be answered in the offseason. Um, in, in Apprehension's one thing, but I mean, how much, how much, of, how much of the program do you have in you know in succession or, or is ready for succession? Right? How many studs are available to come right in there and take over for the absence of the of the uh, personnel exiting stage? Right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole thing to where to where I think when we get to week two. When we go to Ann Arbor, I think Texas is going to be in a much better position to where they have put the pieces together that they need to put together from what they've lost. And Michigan's not going to be a sp in a spot I where they so. that. Where Man, I hope so. I hope and so. I think that's a real difference right there. But I do think that steamrolling off of that win is going to be, man, that's, that's going to be a lot. And then that Georgia one is just the one. Where I'm not I think worried about OU. Good. I'm not worried about OU. I don't worry about OU either. No, no, I don't think so either. Um, uh, and, and that's a good feeling on, on, you know, in the off season, you know, I'm just like, man, how we get past OU this year, right? I don't have that question. You know, now it's how yeah. we get past Michigan, how we get past Georgia. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, no doubt. Anyways, yeah. Here is Marquisian. Here's Coach on the defensive transfers that we got in this year. Yes, Savea, uh, defensive lineman from Arizona. Um, you know, guy Coach Nansen coached. Uh, at Arizona, 6'4", 305 pounds. Naturally, Size. again, you, you have the void at the interior defensive line. You get a veteran player to fill that. Um, I think so Trey huge. Moore is the next young man, um, a guy who you know, we've been talking a lot about how do we improve our edge pass rush ability? I think we did a lot of that in the high school ranks. You know, Colin Simmons, Zena, those guys. Uh, but to get a Trey Moore, a guy who 13 and a half sacks last season, uh, conference player of the year, guy who we played against two years ago uh, when you could really see the physicality and the intent of which he played the game. So love having Trey and his veteran experience. Uh, and then Kendrick Blackshire, you know, coming back home from Duncanville. Um, big physical inside linebacker where we just we got a void at that position. Jalen uh, moved on to the NFL. Jet Bush moves on. We had a couple transfers. We signed a great class a year ago of five high school linebackers, but you still want some of that veteran leadership on your defense. And so to, to bring him on board was big. Mm -hmm. This defense is going to be fucking lights out. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I'm more excited for the defense than I am the offense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And that's just where I think, I mean, when, when you go in, man, you're going to fire out of the box here, dude. This is this Michigan game. It's a, I'm telling you, dude, they're going to win. Texas is going to win that game. So he spoke, what Sark spoke about was the size that I was mentioning a little bit earlier, right? When you have the interior mm -hmm. defense just loaded and beefed up to the fact that they can't get to the second wave, they can't get to the second level and block your, your linebackers and get downfield and block your, your secondary. Um, I don't like seeing it 
at all, but the secondary can come up and help and, you know, be there for run support, which was a big reason why Texas was so great against the run this past year, right? Mm -hmm. We don't take a step back. I had a little bit of concern with all the talent leaving um, after this year. Yep. So, and also, you know, there was some... There was some vulnerabilities that got exposed as well from the secondary. Let's not let's let's be real about that. Let's keep that shit one hundred. Um, but with all the acquisitions coming in, it it feels like yeah. free agency. Yeah. It, feel, it yeah, does. It, it feels it like free agency. So like, all right, pick of the litter here. Pick of the litter there. All right. Um, no, you're you're getting you're getting stalwarts of their conference. Uh, you know that are now coming in and, and being a big part of the success when, or going to be a big part of the success on this team. Uh, it's spoke about edge rushing, right? Now you have a rotational system for edge rushing, right? You, you constantly keep fresh edge rushers going after the quarterback. They don't get a break off. They don't get those downs to recover like they did last season. All right, that was there. Let's be real. That was there. There were times where third down, we needed to dial up the pressure, and we couldn't get to the quarterback because we're too gassed. All right? Now you have high-talent edge rushers that can get sacks on, what, all four downs now, right? Or if, you know, if it's eight plays uh, down into the drive, into a long drive, and the defense needs to get off the field at that moment, you have a edge rusher that can come in there in spell and still be able to get after the quarterback and either throw him off his spot or create a turnover. So, yeah. um, again, fantastic stuff for the Longhorns moving forward. Sky's the limit, guys. Sky is the limit. We will break this down a little bit more next week. Um, but again, we got to get ready to get out of here. It is eleven. I thought of the great. I thought, and before we get into anything else, I kind of wanted to just put a bow on this bad boy and talk about it tomorrow, right? We'll we'll kind of stop it here because I don't want to come to a break or go over into. Uh, it, it's only an hour um, into their time, but I thought about a a name for it's only an hour that I got to run by Jeff. I think it will work well. I think it will work fantastic with Jordan and, uh, and Jeff and the crew that they bring on from, from orange or excuse me, orange from horn young and the restless. No, (laughs) no, it's definitely not young and the restless. That, that would be a lie. That would be a bit of a lie. What do you got going on for the rest of the day, bro? Oh man. Uh, solid work. Hey, I got Brittany. You want to see her? Sure, might as well now, yeah. Yeah, Britney Spears. No, no, no. Go ahead, no, let's no. hear. Let's hear. Br- Brittany Mahomes. All right, here we go. Here we go. You've been sitting here. This you haven't been listening to me this entire time. You've been trying to get Brittany Mahomes up on your damn screen. Damn right. Here we go. Oh, I'm not in. Oh, keep watching. Oh, um. Uh, cute, cute. She's yeah, yeah. I don't. Maybe it's just the ugly faces that she used to make when she was cheering. <laughs> for the I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I. Yeah. That's a winner. That's a winner. Yeah, God, I hate him even more now. Oh. Uh, I'm telling you, man, through this whole Taylor Swift thing, it's been like, man, I have found a greater appreciation for her. Not that I didn't like her before, but 
Anyway, so yeah, thanks for, no sound, thanks for no sound, double R. That's what they're saying. Well, hell, man, you don't need sound. You can just take a look at the gander or take a look at the picture there. Who cares? We'll play the sound tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll get that uh, better. Um, say no to that. Say no. Come on, man. Butterface. Butterface. Everything looks good. Butterface. Everything. Come on. Everything looks good. I mean, no. I, for some reason, there it might have been. You know, the ugly cheering that she was doing for Patrick Mahomes or whatnot. Um, but she looked very damn good there. So yeah. That's yeah, all right. Mr. Right. Howe, how we doing, brother? Man, y'all uh y'all seen this Gary Patterson news yet? No, what oh no. shit, what happened? <laughs> Gary Patterson's new job and TCU fans are losing their minds. It's bad enough that he worked at Texas for a year. Gary Patterson is taking a job as a senior level strategic consultant. That's a mouthful. At Baylor University. Baylor. Oh. <laughs> they need help, Jeff. They need help Man. tremendously. Um, I don't know if they can write the ship in one year, but if they're, they're looking for a guy to do it, to be a consultant, GP's a dude. dude. Statue's coming down. Statue's he, coming down. I'll tell you this, man. Uh, you know, when he took the Texas job, I'd heard from some people in Fort Worth that are still pretty close to him that, the idea of helping Texas get ready to go into the SEC really intrigued him. Yeah. On top of the fact that I, he'll never come out and say it. I, I think he really wanted to beat TCU. I think he wanted to beat Sonny. And what better way to get back at that administration, that program? You talk about uh, Texas and TCU are rivals. You talk about a rivalry. Baylor and TCU hate each other. I mean, there is deep-seated hatred. For for Texas Christian University and Baylor, the ultimate Baptist university, like it being yeah, I've been no. to a Baylor TCU game. It's one of the most unchristian football environments I've ever been to, right? <laughs> like, it's all in the name of God. It's all for the name of God. Is. They thankfully they go to church the next day, man, because they gotta atone for some stuff that goes on in the stands and in the parking lot and everywhere else. But yeah, they stay yeah, there man, all day. This is uh dude, this is like wow getting stabbed in the back man. for a lot of TCU fans. Man. Hey Jeff, um, I know that you guys have been talking about you know National Signing Day yesterday or whatnot. Well, hell, Hank and, and Jordan did a really good job yesterday. Um, but I, I never got your thoughts on the schedule or the strength of schedule that the Longhorns have or that we saw over the past couple of days. What are your realistic expectations? Um, we toted with it a little bit here in our uh, our hour of conversation, and I got the Longhorns. One loss, one loss in the year. What are your realistic expectations for the Longhorns next year? Uh, I don't think 10-2 and two is a stretch. Uh, you know, the Michigan game concerns me just because it's on the road. That roster is going to look completely different, right. and it's a right. it's a physical style of game that, that Michigan plays, and it's going to be a little bit of a change of pace for Texas. I'm not to say that Texas can't beat Michigan. I, I just I would have loved to have seen – Michigan's offensive line against that Texas defensive line this year. This, this past year. I, I would have loved yeah. to have seen Sweat and Murphy against that Michigan offensive line. You know, now at this point, I, I don't know what that Michigan roster is quite going to look like. I, I would give, look, I would give Texas the advantage. Guys, I got to jump. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Go ahead, Go ahead man. Thank, thank you, I, I would give Texas the edge, uh, not only in, in terms of head coach, the head coach advantage, just because Sark's been there, done that, and Sharon Moore. This is his, it's one thing when you go from being the interim to now you're the guy, you're in charge of the program. You're not you're not the caretaker anymore. Uh, and obviously Texas has the quarterback advantage with Quinn right. Ewers. And you got right. those two advantages, I'll give you the edge more often than not. So that game and then the Georgia game, man, just because 
that Georgia roster is so freaking talented. The thing that I do like about the Texas schedule, though, is the bye week where it comes, which I think they have a bye. Is it they play Oklahoma right. and then get yeah. um, bye and then host Georgia? Right, right. Yeah, so I do like that aspect of it. I think if you're Texas, though, I think the one thing you've got to avoid, we've always talked about this with Texas and the Big 12, uh, can you avoid one of those pitfall games losing to a team you probably shouldn't lose to? Right. But I think, it, you know, for a, for your first year in the SEC, the schedule's pretty favorable, and your road trips are, I mean, your road trips are Vanderbilt, which that maybe that's a stumbling block. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I doubt it because you should have more talent than Vanderbilt does. But, you know, you know what you're getting into going to Fayetteville, and you know what you're getting into right. going to College Station. So I, I think the fact that they're, you know, I'm worried about Ann Arbor. That, I know that's out of conference, but that's the only one that I'm, I'm worried about. Well, you always worried. talk about rivalry games. I hate that throw the record books out. But, you know, you, you get uh, – and, and at some point that thing turns into just a football game. But, man, going to College Station and going to Fayetteville, that's – you know, you're, you're already starting from a deficit just going to those places because it's going to be raucous. It's going to be rowdy. And right. everybody wants you – know, you know, 95% of the people in attendance hate you. Uh, they feel feel the same way about Texas as Baylor feels about TCU and vice versa. So, um, Jordan, I know you're jumping on late. Did you see the Gary Patterson news that's that's getting around before you? Oh jump yeah. On? Oh What's yeah. Up, Jordan, dude. how are you doing this morning, brother? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. All right, Jens, I'm gonna get out of here, man. You guys take it away. Great show stuff. See, Wags. Yeah.